Hi, and welcome to the podcast, His Hands in All Things. My name is Leighton Evans, and I am the host. Our main goal for this podcast is to receive insights from my guests and myself about times that we have felt the Lord's hands in our lives. I hope that this episode will touch you spiritually, and you will be able to connect with this guest. Again, thank you so much for listening, and please enjoy this episode. Welcome, everyone, to the first official episode of me coming back. I'm so excited that I have my new friend, Garcia Lamore, on here with me. She was born and raised in Puerto Rico and is rooted in prayer and in the spirit. She is an English and film major. Work experience prior to coaching include hospitality and services, as well as business and real estate. She is the middle child, will be 37 in April, and she put, I look much younger I find people telling me my age aids and them taking me seriously for some reason. She has no favorite color and she loves the plan of happiness and the restored gospel. I am so excited to have you, Garciella. Thanks so much for coming on. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm so, so happy to be here. All righty. So from what we kind of talked to a little bit before and how you kind of know the podcast runs is we talk about times that we felt the war's hand in our life. Um, is there any prevalent experience that you would like to start with? Mm. I mean, I feel like it's always, it's always been there. This is, this is one of my biggest testimonies of knowing, right? Like deep within of that divine potential, right? And that um, divine identity. And so Growing up Catholic, um, going to a a Catholic private school. So there's a lot of prayer involved, right? Because Catholics Mm -hmm. go to church and they do all these things. And um, not necessarily pondering the context, of course. And this is me. I'm talking now about a second grade Graciela, right? So really young. I'm not thinking about the context of the doctrine. I just knew how much I turned to prayer. Like you said, rooted in prayer. And it's always been there. And with that prayer, it's, it's almost like it always came a certainty of, um, well, he's there and he is listening and, and he is aware. And so I always felt loved um, and always felt kind of inspired. And even during those years of that rebellious 20 some year old um, journey, it was, it was really just, um, it's like a flip of a switch. You, you go from the spiritual to the worldly. And so I still knew that I had all of this potential yet. I was choosing to just focus on different things at the time out of anger. And so it's always been like deep within knowing who I was and whose I was, right? Like we say. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I could explain from an experience of that, um, you know, where I've been a Latter-day Saint my whole life. But um, yeah, I I definitely am so interested and always just, you know, and I know that there are people of other faiths and everything that do feel the Lord's hand in their lives differently than, you know, so say that we as Latter-day Saints would be accustomed or used to. Mm, That's right. 
And for me, the latest example, right? Cause you asked me for like a, an, like a early on, um, yeah. I feel like, or maybe that's just, okay. I thought that's either, what I understood either or. that you asked. No, you're right. right. Either so the or. latest example would be, OMG, getting, getting that call to give a talk about hope in Christ. That was, that was it for me because I didn't realize it at the time. Well, first of all, I feel like as a Latter-day Saint, new convert, because because obviously to get that call for to give a talk means that I'm already baptized and, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and a member confirmed. And so a few, a few months went by and I felt like I did prepare and I did do my part. And it's like, oh, I do want to give a talk, but I'm just going to wait. And waiting in my history is really big. And the anxiety of waiting for things. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. You know, and, and sending that prayer and then waiting for that response that may never, right, that we may never get. All of that anxiety. So that was my life. <laughs> you know, uh, stuck in Puerto Rico, hoping to just, as a child, I just imagined I would fly like myself, like fly yeah. with wings up to the States. But, um, and so waiting for the opportunity to give a talk as a literature major who writes mm. was really interesting and a lesson in that patience and a lesson in, you know, when the spirit is ready, the spirit will call. Right. And so once they do call me, there's that instance, tiny possibility that they might say, you can give a talk on whatever you want. You can just share your testimony. You know, we've never heard from you. So just come share your testimony. They could have said that. Mm -hmm. But instead, they said, we want you to talk about hope in Christ. And at this point, still, I'm not aware of his hands in all in all of this. But once I sit down, oh, okay, yeah, this is what you want me to talk about. Sure, let me sit down and investigate. Let me sit down and see how I can write a 15-minute talk about hope in Christ. Yeah. And then I realize then I see it. That hope is all over my journals growing up. So I've written about this. I have literally hoped in the Lord without feeling like I was hoping in the Lord and waiting Mm -hmm. in the Lord. And so once I realized that it's been, it's been the most powerful avalanche of inspired material that has Mm -hmm. come out literally just poured out of me from that one prompting of we want you to talk about hope in Christ I mean the hope series came to be and this conversation is helping me change people's lives and it's just been and I don't mean this conversation I mean the hope series conversation has helped me reach people in such a way and it's just I get to talk about hope all day and I just, I love it. And that to me, that's the biggest evidence of his hand in my life, how he took that impatient little girl who wanted nothing, but, you know, I need to move out. I need to learn that language. What am I going to do with my life? You know, uh, for some reason, I just knew that my home was not that Island. Yeah. Right. And so He took all of that and now has allowed me 
to create something that just really helps other people. If that is not his hand in all of it, I don't want to know whose it is, Yeah, <laughs> but it's not mine. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, okay. First off, to be able to talk about hope all day is such a thing. I think that really what our world needs at the moment, especially right now, these past, oh my gosh, it's, it feels like almost like five years, but it's, it's only been three years. Yeah. It's almost three years. It feels like it's five or like six years, but it's also three years of so much uncertainty and so much, um, you know, I feel like hate in like total, like everything. And with you being able to do this and being able to have this platform of sharing hope, I really think, and I really do agree. And I'm really feeling the spirit right now that it is his hand guiding you to do what he he's called you to come and do in this life. Cause we all, we all have a mission. Sometimes it will take, um, some people find out so early what they're supposed to do in life. Some people, um, you know, like myself, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, in my, I'm going to be 25 this year, just crazy for me to even think about. I still don't quite know what my mission is, but I feel like I'm every single day. I'm just trying my best and just trying to live my life, live, live my life the way that, um, you know, he intends for me to do just try my best to be an example to others and, you know, kind of do like, you know, how, how we always call them like our primary answers, like read the scriptures or say your, say your prayers and, um, go to church. Like those, they seem so minuscule, but they are so important. And I really think with what you're doing, you're really just showing that you can be living any sort of life, but you can just find hope in your life. Yes. Yes. And taking it from the Christian faithful yeah. uh, context to the psychological. Yeah. Um, it was such a, it was a, a true spark. And I felt the spirit so strongly in the exact moment in my research where I read that the American Psychological Association says that they have no evidence of false hope. And my heart leapt because I was like, there it is. No one is hopeless. No one. There is hope for everyone. And if you take that back to everything we've learned last year with the Doctrine and Covenants and everything yeah. that we're now learning with Genesis and all of this, it's like, oh, I'm just so happy that you're here. I don't care who you are, right? Yeah. I'm happy that you're on this earth. And, you know, and I, and so my hope, right? My hope yeah. as an individual, as a Latter-day Saint and as a coach is that you find what's best and good for you and, and we can leave it at that. And that's yeah. just been so wonderful. And I, I liked when I, when I ponder how to really simplify what I do as a coach, I like to think of helping people connect the dots because to see his hand in all things you have to be aware of one dot and then the other and then the other because it it, it doesn't always just happen like lightning where you're like, mm -hmm. oh, there it is. I see it like the brother of Jared, like so clearly, right? Um, it's more of like, I'll use my son as an example. So 
I got pregnant after much uncertainty with several issues, right? And the first thing my mom said when I announced my pregnancy was, it's a girl. And I didn't even know that I wanted a girl, but with that vote of confidence came a lot of hope, right? And to the point that I really got attached, right, to the idea of having a girl. And then 20 weeks later, we find out it's a boy, right? And so what then? Psychologically speaking, this is a scenario that you really do have to grieve the idea that you held on to that no longer is the truth, right? And all of this. And so I went through that process. It really wasn't until almost a year after he is born that I realized that this is the child I am meant to have right now. And that daughter, and so that certainty, I don't know if this is just how I think, right? But I feel like the certainty of looking at Elijah and knowing that he was meant to be here when he came, Mm -hmm. to me, is a testimony of the fact that my heart longs for that daughter because she is there. And it's just not the time. Um, And so it was Elijah's turn to be here. And so he is. And so that's his hand in all things, right? It's like, I didn't get what I wanted, but it is Mm -hmm. still his hand and it still has so much weight and value. And I mean, realizing that almost a year into having a son instead of a daughter just opened me up to motherhood. It's like, I wasn't ready for it until then. And then it's like, oh my gosh, there he is. And so that's another example. That is so cool. I just love how you're, so able, so positive and so, you know, able to pick out um, his hand in all things and, you know, and things people go like, oh my gosh, like that is an area where I can feel his hand in my life. And, um, you know, it might not, and, you know, people might not just think or not, 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 not think, but like co- comprehend, like this is an instance where I can't feel his hand in my life. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the journey. So once I start investigating hope, right. And, and looking back at my life with a lens of hope, right. Um, and going through my journals and thinking, OMG, I've been writing about hope forever. And I didn't even realize it. it allows me to look back at it uh, from a more detached perspective. Right. And so the positivity comes into play really because the uh, so what I call in the hope series a perfect brightness of hope. <laughs> See what I did there? Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. That that the American Psychological uh, Psychology Association calls the ultimate mindset for a hopeful person is gratitude. And so to look back at things that don't make you happy or things that didn't really click with a lens of I'm grateful for what I learned. I'm grateful for how strong I came out of it. I'm grateful for the people that I met or whatever. I'm I'm grateful for the places that I got to see, even during the trauma, right? When you can look at life with that gratitude lens, Mm. then, then this is what happens. It's a constant, you know, it's living with the spirit and it's sharing in that happiness of the plan of happiness. 
and the yeah. plan of salvation to a degree, right? Um, I, I feel like I touch more on the plan of happiness than the plan of salvation because I don't need to preach, right? Yeah. And so, and so it's been so wonderful and and so rewarding to be able to share this message with anyone that wants to hear it. And you can't help. I feel like it's contagious and I hope yeah, that it is, it, right? Oh, I'm, I'm getting excited right now. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're motivated. You can't yeah. wait to record your next episode. Yeah, awesome. exactly. I'm yeah. so excited. Well, yes, it is contagious. And that's the power of the spirit, right? All credit yeah. to him in the yeah, end. Of course. I mean, I can't, I'm not giving any, I mean, it's, it's just like, oh my gosh, like hearing you say this, it just makes me like so pumped just to get back into this and have let it, have let it like my own uncertainties and um, life get in the way. And that's just like, like doing this, like goodness gracious, like I forgot how much I have loved doing this and love yes. spreading this sort of hope to help people realize that they can feel his hand in their life, no matter mm. what sort of life circumstances they're going to, they're in, or they will be in, in the future. That's right. Yes. Beautifully said. And I have a last one, if I may share. Oh, go ahead. Yes, please. So after I graduated and launched my business and I launched the hope series and whatnot, I, I sat down with my husband and I said, you know, I really feel called to share this outside of Instagram, because I've been on Instagram for almost a decade. And so that's obviously where I'm like, it's my comfort zone. It's where I am every day with content. And so that's easy, right? Um, But in the, in the, I I don't know, I just felt the pull to reach more people, right? Mm -hmm. And so I said to Michael, you know, what about a podcast? We would have to set up an area or whatnot, maybe get some equipment and Maybe I don't necessarily want to put something else on my plate, right? And so I said, okay, I'm just going to pray about it. And so I prayed about it. And I really just want to bring this testimony so that people can really just be inspired because you just get the answer that you get and trying to really build upon that can be very powerful. Mm -hmm. And so I prayed about, you know, this is the message. This is what you've called me to do. Like it wasn't my idea. And so, (laughs) and so should I start a podcast? Right. And, and, you know, and how would I do it? And the revelation was very clear. No, don't start a podcast because as a guest, you can reach more people because I can be in your podcast today and I can be in Latter-day Lives tomorrow, reaching their audience. And I can be in spiritually minded women the next week yeah. and, and sharing with their audience. And that was so clear. And with that came the certainty of, well, I don't even know any podcasts. So now I need to reach out to people and, you know, again, what a witness and what a testimony you reached out to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to come knocking at your door. You mm-hmm. heard what you heard and you said, I want my audience to hear it. And so, I mean, I say this in the name of Jesus Christ, because this is a testimony and it's so obvious in my opinion, it's like so obvious. And so sometimes his hand in all things is really obvious and we just don't want to see it, but it's so beautiful. Once you open your eyes and it's really there and it's in everything, I promise. That was beautiful. 
Thank you so much for giving you. your time and for coming on. If Garcelle, if someone wants to reach out to you or they want to follow you, Instagram is the best. Is that would be the best for people to reach out to you and follow you? Yes. Yes. I love connecting there because then I get to see who you are and we get to connect. I mean, obviously I'm everywhere, right? So I have a Facebook uh, page yeah. and you can find me on LinkedIn and you can find me on Twitter, but Instagram is my hub. That's <laughs> where I would that say, never, yeah. Instagram. Pray that it never goes away. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And really, that. other than that, if, if you're not, if you're listening and you're not in social media, then please, if you feel like you would like to have a conversation, then just email me. My email is Graciela Moore, LC for life coach at mm -hmm. gmail.com. So my That's... full name and then LC at okay. gmail. Awesome. So friends, if you are listening and you would love to hear Graciela or my fellow podcast hosts, if you're listening, please reach out to Garciella and have her on. Or if you just would like to talk, just to have someone just to be able to talk to and become a new friend, Garciella is your person. I, I feel like this friendship is just started and I can feel like it is going to bloom from here. Yes, so, I completely agree. Yeah. Thank you so much, Garciella, for coming on and for sharing times that you felt the Lord's hand in your life with us. Thank you. So happy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of His Hands in All Things. Two huge shoutouts I'd like to give are for Luana for designing my cover art and for Javin for composing my music. If you would like to share your story on the podcast or if you would like to reach out to me, my socials are on Facebook, His Hands in All Things, and on Instagram at His Hands in All Things. Or you can email me at His Hands in All Things.